Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Steve Cullen, and I'll be your host for the next little bit as we dive into yet another conversation with another great youth worker who is in the trenches doing the ministry of God with teenagers and families. Today we'll be joined by Justin Curl. Justin is the youth pastor at Twin Oaks Christian Church in Woodhaven, Michigan. So you're going to enjoy this conversation. Uh, Justin is fairly new to the ministry. Not too long ago, he was graduating, and he's got uh, quite a story as well. So we're going to jump into his his story with God, what he's doing in his life, and it's going to be a, a great blessing for you today, I hope. But uh, before we jump into that, we do want to thank our sponsors yet again. Uh, sponsors for the Student Ministry Podcast are WorkCamp NE. That's WorkCamp ne.com for their website. And if you're looking for a, a student ministry experience where you know you're serving, doing a mission trip style uh, trip, but also a, a good opportunity to connect with other youth groups and have a, a good worship time, make sure you check out WorkCamp NE. They're going to be in Vermont uh, this summer and also in New Hampshire. So make sure you check that out. But they are also experiencing uh, life in the Midwest, let's say, uh, for the first time. They're going to be stepping out of New England and also doing ministry uh, in Illinois this year. So make sure you check out WorkCampNE.com if you're looking for a mission trip, service project opportunity for your students, you're going to want to check them out. Our other sponsor is a combined sponsorship between the National Network of Youth Ministries and their website is youthworkers.net and Reach Youth New England and their website is reachyouthne.com. Both of these organizations are all about connecting youth workers. Maybe you sometimes feel like you're all alone, and maybe that's some, you know, one of the reasons why you've been drawn to this podcast, because you like hearing other youth workers' stories. Both of these organizations, the National Network of Youth Ministries and Reach Youth New England, are all about connecting youth workers together. So make sure you check out their websites. Make sure you get in a group. Connect with other youth workers. It's vital for us to continue growing at ourselves, to, to get encouragement from other youth workers. It's incredibly important. Both of these organizations are great about connecting you with others. All right, with all that being said, let's jump into this conversation that we had with Justin Curl, again, the youth pastor at Twin Oaks Christian Church in Woodhaven, Michigan. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Justin. No problem. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So uh, we we go back to DYM 100, uh, the Download Youth Ministry uh, little conference that they had back in September of, of 2016. As with a couple of my guests that I've had on, uh, that was an awesome event to to meet other youth workers around the country. Uh, Justin, what's what's life been like since DYM 100? Uh, life has been it's been good. It's been crazy. Uh, just trying to implement some of the stuff we learned there at DYM. Uh, but it's been very good, very good. Cool, cool. So one of the things on this podcast is we try to get some people that maybe, you know, the vast majority of the youth ministry world has never heard of. Um, I'm sure most of them have never heard of me. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we try to get conversations with people that are just in the trenches doing youth ministry work day in and day out and, and just talk to them about their experience. So, so Assuming that most people may, maybe not have heard of you, uh, tell us a little bit about your story. What's God been doing in your life to, to bring you to the point where you are today? Yeah. Um, well, I grew up in Oklahoma. Um, my parents, I grew up uh, with divorced parents, and so that kind of influenced uh, who I am and where I'm at today. Uh, so 
when I was younger, we never really went to church. I didn't grow up as a Christian. Just uh, every summer I'd go to church camp with some friends, but never really sunk in. Um, sixth grade year, though, my mom had a miscarriage, um, which really impacted me as a person. Um, I became angry with God. Uh, I never really doubted that God existed, but I really became angry with him for a long time. Uh, so fast forward, uh, junior year of high school, I made some really bad choices uh, leading up to that. Um, and then I moved in with my dad, wound up getting kicked out of my dad's house, uh, moved back with my mom uh, end of junior year, and a friend invited me to church camp. Um, and I said, sure, and uh, decided I should probably go to church with these people who I'm going to church camp with <laughs> to get to know them. Uh, and so I just got involved in the youth ministry there. Uh, that summer is when I gave my life to Jesus. Um, was baptized right there in uh, in a college swimming pool in Bolivar, Missouri. And then, uh, so senior year, I started uh, just attending church, loving loving everything. Uh, became my youth pastor's intern um, and just helping him with uh, whatever he needed help with. Um, and because of that, I decided I should go to Bible college. Um, felt God really calling me to youth ministry. So I spent four and a half years um, at Bible college in Joplin, Missouri. And then Ozark um, Christian College. And it, Ozark Christian College, yes, sir. <laughs> I, went, I went to Lincoln. Um, so, <laughs> oh, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then I, uh, um, through a weird uh, series of events, um, I was asked to apply uh, to a job in uh, Woodhaven, Michigan, right outside Detroit. Um, but I really didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to move across the country by myself. It didn't sound uh, like anything I wanted. So. I took the senior pastor's name and I just kind of threw it on my dorm room desk. Um, and the next day I was cleaning up and I, and I got to looking at it and his last name looked familiar and come to find out I had done my internship with his brother in Kansas. Um, and I'm like, that's a weird coincidence, whatever. Um, kind of brushed it off until the next night I was having dinner with my associate pastor and his wife and come to find out his wife had actually babysat the senior minister when he was a little boy. (laughs) And I was like, all right, God, uh, I'll, I'll give you a shot. And so I interviewed. Um, it was the only job I interviewed for while I was still in college. Um, they um, they hired me. So before I even graduated, I had a job. Um, so I moved up here January 2014 um, and been here ever since um, and loved it ever since. And it was probably the best decision I've ever made. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how I got to Michigan from Oklahoma um, in a nutshell. So. Cool. So like, like a lot of youth workers that I've talked to, um, myself included, kind of God opened the door to the idea of youth ministry while you were, you know, still a high school student. Um, were there any opportunities that you were given that, that kind of, you said, you know, maybe that turning point that you're like, yeah, maybe this, this is actually something I need to look into. Um, you talked about the internship, but were there any other, um, maybe teaching opportunities or volunteer opportunities that you got that kind of opened your idea even more to, to youth ministry as, as a, you know, lifelong pursuit? Absolutely. Um, my, my youth minister was very influential in my life. Um, he was always open to, um, letting me teach or, um, letting me, uh, run things or plan things or design flyers, you know, just the little intricate details that we do on an everyday basis. Um, he was very open to letting me do those things. Uh, and so I think that really helped me out. Um, along with that, uh, um, my home church, they were just, uh, they were just very good at raising up, um, leaders. And so, uh, 
many times I would lead uh, children's camps and um, help run things like that in VBS. And, um, and so just all those experiences kind of just, hey, I think this is really what God wants for my life. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. So you've been at uh, Twin Oaks Christian Church, is that right? Um, yes. Uh, since 2014. Yep. So you've had a, a few years under your belt there. What's what's your ministry look like? Um, you could talk about your programs, talk about what you do on a regular basis, but uh, how would you describe ministry there at Twin Oaks? Um, ministry, uh, it's, it's, well, it's good, but uh, coming from Oklahoma, um, one of the biggest things was uh, Oklahoma's middle of Bible Belt. So everybody goes to church all the time. It's just what you do. Um, and so moving up to Michigan, uh, right outside Detroit, it's not so much a priority. And so coming in is very, it was a, as a challenge. It was a struggle. Um, I also came into a church that had gone through a church split probably a year before. Oh, okay. Um, and, and so that was, um, it was very, uh, difficult. Um, but, um, just through, um, I would say, the longer a youth minister stays, the more open the people are to changing um, their 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 mindset and their point of view. Um, and so, I was the fifth youth minister in a span of several years, um, and so kids would have a hard time attaching to a youth minister. And oh, so, um, and so, um, so our structure is uh, it, it started off. I thought everything could be just like it was in Oklahoma hmm. and it'd be awesome. But I learned quickly that it couldn't be. Um, and so, uh, we meet on Sunday nights. We, uh, we, we work with orange. And so, uh, uh, we are very heavily on the small group mm-hmm. side of things. And so, um, from a, a practical standpoint, we meet, um, at six o'clock, we have a cup, like 15 minutes of hangout time. And then, uh, we shoot into uh, our little auditorium for, um, games, uh, usually a funny video and a lesson. Uh, but then a majority of our time is spent in small groups where, uh, they can break down the lesson together, um, as a group. Uh, and we split those up by gender and grades if we can do that. So we have a sixth grade girls group, um, seventh and eighth grade girls. Then we have a middle school boys, high school boys and high school girls group okay. as of right now. So, yep. Cool. Uh, you, you mentioned Orange. We've actually had, um, I don't know if you've met Jeremy Zock um, on oh, before, yeah. but uh, we had him on a previous podcast. Orange awesome. is, is really big with our church as well. Um, how, was that something that was already implemented there before you got, before he arrived, or did you help kind of put that in place? Uh, I helped. Um, we uh, we actually, they do, one of the Orange tours is right um, in Detroit, and okay. so um, it's super, uh, it's takes us like 10 minutes to get to it. So we decided one year we were going to go. Um, and we realized that we needed, um, kind of a direction. We were kind of all in our own little silos Mm. doing our own things. Um, and our, from our children's ministry, uh, to, to my group, to the rest of the church, we weren't moving forward in the same direction. Um, and so we realized that we needed, uh, to do something different. And so we just started researching orange and we all just kind of fell in love with it. Um, and realized, man, this probably is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. So how does that now, I guess, look at, so I guess for the sake of, of listeners that have not heard of Orange, the, the main idea is something that's not necessarily unique to them anymore. Um, there's definitely, there's a lot of other organizations that, you know, talk about the same concept of, of family right. ministry, but the idea of, of partnering the church and the home, the family 
together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, crossing, you know, like you said, those silos that everybody doesn't work, you know, in their own little departments. It's everybody kind of partnering together to really benefit the family and, and really help parents become the spiritual champions for their homes. Um, what does that actually look like in a practical way there at your church? Oh, well, what we've really focused on, um, our church has restructured. And so um, for the next three years, we we chose three things that we want to focus on for the next three years. Um, and that's evangelism, discipleship, and next generation. And so hmm. um, we, we, we're very intentional on putting the next generation there. Um, and so we work very hard to um, to give the reins over to the parents and say, hey, you have you have so much more time with your kids. Um, and it doesn't make sense for us to teach something and you teach something different at home because um, then the kids aren't getting anything. And so we want to be very intentional. And so um, along with Orange's parent cues that they uh, do so well, um, we are very intentional with uh, we have family nights uh, probably once a month uh, where we invite families to come in or um, we provide resources for families to go out and do things. Um, but we, uh, we just want the family unit to become stronger because, uh, if there's anything needed in this world, uh, that's what it is. That's what it is. Definitely. Definitely. So, uh, do you have a, a children's minister at your church? At all? We do. Okay. Yes. So what's that, what's that relationship look like between the youth and children's minister? Um, it's, it's building, um, before, like I said, we were in our own little silos. And so, mm-hmm. um, we're working really hard to have some of our teenagers uh, go over and help the children's ministry. Um, we work, uh, me and the children's minister, we work side by side. And so we work really hard on uh, making sure that they're integrated and they're, um, that people see them as um, maybe not even two different units, but they kind of just flow into each other. So especially when it comes to the fifth grade, sixth grade uh, time to move up, mm-hmm. um, we work together on making sure uh that that's a smooth transition. And so it's not like, it feels like you're going from one department to another. Um, it kind of just kind of flows all together. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I've realized in my own ministry. The more that I've worked with our children's minister, the the mm-hmm. better our ministries collectively have been become because I look, mm-hmm. I look forward to those kids coming up into the middle school ministry now because I know that they are getting excellent teaching and they're already, you know, they started off this partnership with their families already when they're at a young age and our middle mm-hmm. school ministry has just been getting better every year um, because of that partnership. Right. It's pretty, it's pretty cool to see. Definitely. So you, you've had some, you're, you not not too long out of Bible college yourself, and mm-hmm. you've had some you've had some years to like practically get your feet feet on the ground and do some ministry day in day out. Um, what's some some tips maybe that you picked up along the way that kind of keep you going? And maybe if you were to tell Justin of you know five years ago or something like that, um, say hey, do this; it, it'll make you better um, in the long run. Um, I, I think the biggest one for me would be. Um, don't think I can, or don't think you can, you can do what everybody else does. Um, I think every church is different. Every, um, area of the country is different. Um, and like I said earlier, uh, I came in thinking everything was going to be exactly like it was when I was in Oklahoma. And, um, and I learned quickly that it couldn't be. Um, I learned quickly that, uh, students had different priorities and, and so they weren't going to, uh, be at church every single week. And, and then um, it's easy when you go to conferences or DYM 100 or, or wherever, and you see all these other youth ministers doing things, um, and you're like, oh, I got to make that work, or I got I to gotta implement this as soon as I get back. And, 
and I think we, sometimes you just got to slow down and I think you got to really think through and pray and figure out what, what is best for your, your ministry, what is best for your students. Uh, because that's what it is. It's, it's your, your students, not, not somebody else's students. And so only, you know, what, what can be, uh, implemented as well. Definitely. And so I think that's the biggest one for me. Okay. Can we, can we dive on that just a little more? And like, how, Absolutely. how have you actually specifically done that in, in your context? Have you maybe put yourself in different situations to really learn what will work and what will not work specifically in, right. at your church? Um, and so, um, there's two, two really big areas. Um, when I came in, um, first one is just the night that we met. I'm used to meeting on Wednesday nights, and um, and so when I got here, I'm like, that's going to be the first thing that I'm going to change. But as I got to talking to people, um, Wednesday nights just don't work here. Um, uh, students are busy, busier on Wednesday nights. They have a lot of sports and other activities. A lot of schools do some of their nightly events on Wednesday nights. And so um, I've learned to keep it Sunday nights, and it was Sunday nights for a reason, whoever started that. So um, that was one of those things. Another one of, um, I just lost what I was going to say. Uh, one of the biggest things that I um, I needed to learn quickly was that um, it's okay um, to have middle school and high school together um, if you do it well. Um, you'll see a lot of youth ministers, oh, no, you got to split them, you got to split them. Um, what I like is that um, they interact with each other. And so, you again, you don't have those silos where you have middle school and high school separated. Um, but we do separate for small groups, and I think that's important. So they can dive in deeper than what they would um, as a group. Um, and so those are just two ways um, that I've learned, uh, hey, it can't be like everybody else. Uh, you got to do what you think is best. Cool. Yeah, I think that's that's something that that has come back and, and kind of creep back into my life every every once in a while. And it's usually when I talk to other people that I know that are doing a really good job, and I mm-hmm. hear what they're doing, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should just copy what they're doing. But yeah. you can't. Like, you just need to like figure out what works for your group specifically. Right. And one actually, one the one way I forgot to mention was uh, when I got here, worship was like atrocious. If mm-hmm. that. Um, I, my first Sunday here, um, there's a, there's a leader leading with his wife. Um, and they just tried to learn the songs right before we started. Mm. Um, and the kids didn't stand up. They didn't, they didn't sing along. They were just kind of watching. Um, and it, no, no wonder it was like a train wreck. Um, and, uh, they, uh, the leader actually forgot all the words. And so instead <laughs> of like ending, he just kind of walked away. Um, and that's how, and that's how worship ended. And from that moment, I'm like, all right, we're not going to do worship if it's going to be like this. And so that was one of the first things I cut. And it wasn't because I think worship is bad or I think, but I don't want to do worship if it's not meaningful. Um, and so I see all these other churches, um, and they have awesome worship times, but you know, we don't have leaders that are musically talented. We don't have students who are interested in music. And so I don't want to do worship if it's not going to be meaningful, um, and so I can't just copy any other church and say, hey, we're doing worship right now, um, even if it's awful, uh, just because everybody else is doing it. You know, right. uh, we're going to we're going to when we do worship, we do it probably three or four times a year. But I make sure that those moments are meaningful um, and then that kids are getting something out of it instead of just doing it for the na- sake of everyone else is doing it. 
That totally makes sense. I've been reading and hearing a lot of other podcasts too about um, sustainability. I think that's really important um, where you realized, hey, we don't really have the people to sustain a quality, you know, worship ministry sort of thing within the student ministry. So let's let's just not, you know, try to bite off more than we can chew right now. Right. So I think I think that's really incredibly important to be not only be to know your audience, um, but I think what you, what you're saying also is just to know what strengths you have right now and what strengths you right. don't have, and to play to those strengths. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, any other tips that you would like to share? Um, I I would just say make sure um, something that's easy to do, um, and it's been easy, and this is something that I've kind of been wrestling with recently, is because. Um, you know, I'm like right now I'm in my office and I'm planning out Sunday night. Um, and it's easy to, um, lose sight of what we're really doing. It's easy, um, uh, to not include God into what we're doing. Um, and so lately I've been just really focused on prayer, um, and just, uh, making sure I'm inviting God into everything that's happening and making sure he's leading. Um, and I, again, I think that's easy to do is, um, I got to plan out games. I got to plan out the message. I got to plan out all these things. Um, but what does God really want for us? What is God really calling our group, our, our ministry to do, um, and learn and what does he want us to be? Um, and so I think that's very vital, uh, especially for, um, all youth ministers, but the longer, it seems like the longer I do this, um, the easier it is to the back away from prayer, uh, you know, cause you kind of get in that comfortable, uh, kind of rut and, uh, you're like, I got this, I got this, I got this. And so, I definitely think prayer is something uh, that's vital. Cool. Yeah, it's it's so it's weird how easily and, so, and like just you know you don't even think about it, and all of a sudden your youth ministry has turned into a job more than it is right. that calling. Absolutely. Yeah. Are there any uh, books or you know speakers or anything that have helped you um, grow in your prayer life? Um. Oh man, there's so many. Um, I, you know, um, really the, uh, one of the biggest books and you'll probably, you've probably heard this is that unhurried life by Mm -hmm. Alan, Alan Fowling. Um, and not so much that it was just about prayer, but the idea of like, you got to slow down a little bit. Um, you gotta, you gotta realize what God's doing around you. Um, because if you're just rushing around to everything, man, uh, you're going to get burnt out quickly. Um, and I think that's the danger of, um, of not focusing on God is that, um, if you're just, if, like you said, if this just becomes another job, uh, then that's what it's going to become. And you're going to be burned out so much quicker. Yep. I, so, I totally yeah. Agree. yeah, it's, it's a great book. Um, we had the privilege of, of hearing him speak at DYM 100, but, uh, but yeah, I've been kind of slowly working my way through the book as well. Right. Um, try not to rush it because it seems weird to rush a book about unhurry. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, even in the first few chapters that I've read, it's, it's already been so great. So yeah, highly recommend that one too. All right. So I'm sure uh, some people are going to want to connect with you online to find out more about you and, and what ministry is like. Where can they go to find out more about Justin Curl? 
Uh, I, of course, I have a Facebook, uh, so you can just add me at fa- on Facebook. Um, and then I also have a Twitter. Uh, it's Justin underscore Curl, uh, C-U-R-L. Um, but be warned, if you follow me on Twitter, I post a pun every single day. Um, and so uh, you might get annoyed pretty quickly with my Twitter account. But, uh, yeah, I'd love to uh, connect with people and uh, just chat about ministry and life. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. Cool. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much, Justin, for uh, for joining us today for the for the podcast. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and uh, may God bless your ministry. All right. Well, thank you, Steve. Wasn't that great? I hope you were encouraged and and blessed by this conversation. Um, I, I know I am, and that's one of the reasons why I do this, really. Um, I talked about, you know, when we started this just over a year ago, the, one of the reasons that I do this podcast is because I love having these conversations with other youth workers just to hear what God is doing, and I hope that you are blessed by hearing us have those conversations and uh, we thank you so much for tuning in. I want to thank our sponsors real quick. Again, WorkCampNE. You can find their website at WorkCampNE.com, the National Network of Youth Ministries at YouthWorkers.net, and ReachYouthNewEngland at ReachYouthNE.com. Make sure you check all those websites out and make sure you show them some love because they've been showing this podcast some love and uh, we are so grateful for their sponsorship. Make sure you tune in next month for another great conversation with another youth worker and make sure you share this with others who you think might enjoy these conversations. Uh, You can subscribe to us on all the podcatchers out there like iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn Radio and Google Play and all that stuff. And just make sure you share it with other people. And if you like what you hear, leave us a positive review. That is awesome. And it helps us kind of rise up in the ranks and other people can find us that way as well. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Student Ministry Podcast. We'll be back next month with another conversation with another youth worker. And may God bless your ministry. Mm